Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, and today's guest is Barry Nicolau. And Barry believes that to understand our very thoughts can sabotage or assist us in creating the life we really want. And he believes that is the pressing conversation of our time. He believes that by doing so, not only improves our own life, but also we become beacons of life to those around us who are considering being more aware and more attentional and making a shift in their life. Barry is also the author of an international number one best-selling book, The 11 Master Secrets to Business Success and Personal Fulfillment, which was created to intersect the ideas behind economic independence and a life lived with purpose and passion. Barry, welcome to the next chapter experience. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh, Janet, that was such a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much for having me in this space with you. It's beautiful. I'm looking forward to this conversation because I think that there are a lot of parallels to your journey. And I'd like to yeah. start there. No problem. I'll give you the short version because we could be talking for days. The experiences that bring us all together into who we are. So essentially, it was eight years ago now. I was in the shoe industry at the time, selling shoes at wholesale. And I was driving on my way to an appointment and I got a phone call in the car saying that my client was running late. So I said, no problem. I can kill the hour more or less. So the next thing that happened, and I don't know anyone that's buried here, but my car steered itself into this beautifully appointed cemetery in the northwestern suburbs of Sydney, Australia. So I just drive down these big wide open roads, these canopies of trees. You can just imagine blue crisp day, had my jacket on and pulled the car over and started walking amongst these gravestones. And as you do, you start looking at who was actually buried there and the years that they lived, when they were born and when they died. And you start doing the maths in between the years and how old people were. And then you realize something, Janet, you realize that the people that were lying there were not necessarily in their 80s and 90s and late 70s. They were actually 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds lying on the ground. And I guess at that point, I was, in a, I was also in a state of vulnerability. I was in a state of, I was not fulfilled. I really didn't like where my life was going. I was earning money, but I wasn't being filled inside. The light wasn't being fueled. So I leant up against my car just before I got back in it. And I remember being in a state of total surrender, like total, I'm leaving it to you, God. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I know I've only got my earthly brain, my ground view. You've got the aerial view. I'm going to leave it to you. And at that moment, I felt three words bombard me on a level that, I, that I've never experienced before. And I felt three words. And those words were live your life. 
And at the time, I dismissed it. I thought it was crazy talk. I thought it was just my mind playing tricks on me. I thought I was just hallucinating. It wasn't real. So I got back in my car and I ignored it. I drove to my appointment. I went home that night, had my dinner, my family, and I went to bed. And then at 3 a.m. in the morning, the word your was glowing in, in, in my mind. Live your life. Don't try and live a life based on somebody else's opinion, based on somebody else's thoughts. What do you feel is right for you? And then I thought, ah, I get it. Thank you for giving me that that vision, that dream. So then I get up at 3 a.m. and I just start writing. And it wasn't meant to be a book. It wasn't meant to be something esoteric and beautiful. It was just a brain dump of information that inspired me. I started to research people in the world that have come from ultimate trauma, ultimate tragedy, ultimate negativity, and have achieved these huge dreams and mindsets. And I was fascinated with that because how did they do it? And then the next question is, why don't the rest of us do it? Like without the tragedy and without the trauma, like why don't we? And then you start to realize a few truths that human beings on some level need tragedy to strike for us to wake us out of apathy to wake us out of our conformity in, in some degree. And yeah, it transcended everything. I, I had this thing that looked like a book and I'm thinking, I know no one in the publishing industry. I have no idea of any other authors around. It's 2015. I've, so anyway, I just put it out there. I said, God, if this is meant to be a book, show me the way. And then I get this random Facebook message, Janet. And the message was, we publish books. If you have a manuscript, we'd love to hear from you. That's random. Got in touch with John, got a number one selling campaign on Amazon. We hit number one in six countries and 19 categories. That was the beginning of the journey. And then since then, an online course from the book itself. So that's pretty cool. And at the same time now with the pandemic, helping law firms and in particular, it's just been insane because lawyers are as left brain as you can get. And now they're wanting to understand energy as a currency and understand how their thoughts create things. And I've been pioneering that. And the second book's coming out in exactly four weeks from this yes, interview. Yes, in February, Move the Mountain, right? Move the Mountain. That's a parable from Christ there. If you're a follower, Christ had this beautiful saying. And by the way, I didn't have the name of the book until two months ago. It's been in the works for a year. That's amazing. So I didn't know what I was going to call it. So now it's really super cool. The book is probably diving a lot further into how thoughts become things. Science of that as well. And taking my very deep religious spiritual views on the essence of the nature of God. Not so much God the entity, but yeah. the nature of him. Yeah, what, I want what, to talk what, a little bit about that to a certain extent. I did download your book and I've been reading it and half the book is highlighted. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. So you'll love the second book, Janet. It's actually even more exciting than the first, so it's cool. Oh my God. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine, but I'm looking forward to it because I did get on Amazon looking for it once I got the title and I thought, I mean, I thought this was available right now. And then it said February releasing. Seventh. Yeah, exactly. So we've had about fourteen hundred pre-orders. So one thousand four hundred pre-orders for the digital version and the physical versions coming out on the seventh of February with the digital version as well. So all these people will get their digital versions on one day. But it's cool. It's it's exciting to be able to impact the world and not necessarily compare yourself to anyone else. And I think that's the trap. I think where we get down is when we go, we haven't got that impact. We haven't got Oprah Winfrey impact. 
sort of thing. I understand what you're saying on that. I've had to drop that because it darkens the energy that you're trying to put out in the world. So I think whether you're doing it in a small way by helping someone across the street or whether you're doing it in a big way in front of an audience of thousands, you have to realize that you're having your beautiful impact in your own beautiful way. And this is the thing that I need people to really understand. You don't know how far your ripples spread. You don't. You, you could be talking someone off the ledge right now and you're not privy to that. So don't negate that by thinking I'm not at that level. I shouldn't be doing this. And uh, I've got so much money, but I haven't got what that guy's got. That guy's got billions and I've only got whatever. And it's trying to understand that uh, you are a spark of divinity. And some people, have been in that fire for longer than you and some people haven't but you are a spark of God your lineage comes from God so if he can create from nothing if he has created the heavens and the earth from thought then we are part of that thought that means that we have that same magic that same knowingness in us and our 70 to 80 years on the planet is a way we can demonstrate that from coming from ultimate trauma and ultimate hardship to creating a life of bliss and joy as much as possible. That's how we demonstrate our lineage. We have to believe that. And I think that many people conform to the mindset that they have to have someone to lead them to that mm. rather than that is in each one of us. Divinity, I have always believed, is within all of us. It it's is. a matter of tapping into it and expressing it in the authentic way for you. Absolutely. And once you realize that the power is within, you stop looking at the world as a whole to try to fix you. You get to a situation where you go, I've got this trauma or I've got this hurt or I've got this joy or I've got this whatever you've got inside. And you realize that life is one big lesson in self-reliance. And the people that can help you on that journey, don't get me wrong, I teach self-reliance, but I'm also very close to Christ. And I think that he wants us to be more self-reliant. It's like having children, right? Most people don't have a 50 to 60 year old living with them. Like you'd get to a stage where you bring your children up to be independent of you. You don't bring your children up to consistently be a crutch to them, right? So why isn't it the same with God? Why doesn't God say, well, I've helped you, I've held your hand for the last 2000 years how do you now find your own way yes with me in your life but not necessarily relying on me what you're saying is very insightful and mm. i think and i'm going to say think because this is the jeanette ism if you will <laughs> that at some point we have to mature we and do. grow yes Okay, we become adults and more responsible for the outcome in our lives. Absolutely. And isn't that the point? You have children and you want the same for them. Like you teach them as best you can when they get married or have careers, go through problems in their life. You hope that you've given them the tools in the last 20 to 25 years to be able to make independent good choices. You hope that you've done the right job there. You might have stuffed up along the way like every parent does. Right. Everybody's uh, painting by the numbers. I guarantee it. Everyone yeah. is painting by the numbers. How old yeah. are your children, Barry? So Grace is five and Harmony is two and a half. You know, the new book, I've dedicated the first five pages to them. And I've gone through my trials and tribulations. And I write in this book, this is a possible guide for you. You can choose to put the 
book on the shelf or you can choose to embrace it. That's totally up to you. But if you ever wanted to know what your dad was thinking at his age now, then you might just flick it open to a page and you might find a solution to what you're going through. So I've written the book for them as a guide. It's for everybody to read, but my heart said, write it for them so that when you're not around, it's in a funny way, like we have the Bible, we have this word that gets passed down. I wanted to give them my own version of that. And yeah, for some people that might sound strange, but I don't really care how that sounds to other people. It's something that I wanted to pass on as part of my legacy to them. And yeah, I wish I had that from my dad, but it didn't happen that way. But it's cool. It's cool being in this space with you. It's cool to explore these concepts, to realize that we're so powerful, Janet. We are so powerful as people to be able to pull from deep inside us and to inspire so many millions of people that need to hear that inspiration. It's such an honor. You think about it, we're all walking on sacred ground, all of us. Some of us realize that through their lifetime. Some of us realize that on their deathbed, that this was an absolute honor to be here on this little blue pearl we call the world, hanging in space with no one around us that we can really see. It's just this little blue pearl and we've only got 70 to 80 years to experience life here. And we come to some fundamental truths in our time. We realize the power of gratitude. We realize the power of love. We realize what we're made of from our lineage, from God himself. We realize how beautiful the earth is. Then yet we get caught up in these petty squabbles and these petty dramas and this person doesn't like this person. And it's almost like we need to get an aerial view of life. When astronauts go into space and they put their thumb over the earth, they can actually put their thumb over the whole world and all the problems in it. And then they come back with this philosophy. I'm not sure what they call it, but it's like this oneness. We are one. So why spend it trying to control and add fear? This is something that we should be embracing and adding love to. And these conversations is how I know that's happening. Like we're actually part of that love conversation. So anyone that tells me the world's going in a bad place does not have the full picture. I appreciate you saying that because I had a conversation with a person recently Mm. who was dismayed at what was going on and what is going on in the world in general. Mm. Mm. She expressed a lot of sadness and unhappiness about the future. And I listened and I thought to myself, you know, And I expressed it. I said, I certainly am aware of what's Mm. going on in the world. Mm. However, this is the perspective that I have during Mm. the time that I am here. Whatever this span of time is, I am going to be grateful for what I have, what my experiences have been, and Mm. the possible impact that I could have moving Mm. forward during this period of time. No matter where the world goes, it will go. But during this phase of the Mm. world where I am participating in, it is my responsibility, okay, to make it the best life for myself and others as I can. I feel that I have contributed to the future in my way. And that's a such a beautiful response because while you're here, Janet, you bring your light and you encourage others to do the same. Just one way is this podcast, right? Just one of maybe 20 ways that you're doing it. I have those conversations too. And the way that I approach them is I go back to science and I just postulate, and this is actually in the next book. So Einstein asked the question of humanity, more or less. 
this and he repeated this throughout his life. And this is something you've got to consider when you're looking at your mindset and then looking at the world. Einstein postulated that he said the most important decision that every human being must make, like you must make this decision and either you make it consciously or subconsciously, you make this decision, is whether you believe the world is a friendly place or whether you believe the world is a toxic place. And you answer this question subconsciously most of the time. What you've got to do is reduce your answer to one word. I don't want you to tell me, Barry, here's the friendly examples and here are the toxic examples. And we sit somewhere in the middle of that. That's not the point of the question. The point of the question is I need to know where you're sitting from a mindset point of view. Because when we talk about creative visualization and when we talk about manifestation and when we talk about coaching that I help, I help about 20 people now one-on-one every month. And I need to know where their mindset is at. So I said, I need you to be honest and answer this question on the side of toxicity or friendliness. And when people are forced to reduce their answer to one word, most of the time they think about it because most people lean towards toxicity. And if that's the case, that's okay because you've been honest with me. But you've also got to know that if you put manifestation work into toxicity, what do you think you're going to experience? You're going to experience the toxic version of your initial belief. You're going to just go down a different road. So it's very important to try and balance the equation to to get you back on the friendly side. And the way you do that is to look at all the beautiful and research all the beautiful events that are happening in the world that you're not privy to. You're not privy to these events. But, so you think that they're not real. That's interesting but- that you should say that because I just had a, the cosmos is working for us. We need to stay in touch, okay? Because just three <laughs> days ago, someone said, oh my gosh, here's Arizona and it's so cold here now. I expected it to be warmer and it rained yesterday. <laughs> and- <laughs> And I said, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Get to experience that. (laughs) Get to experience that. And then for me, it's never partly cloudy. It's always partly sunny. And they said to me, you always are looking at the bright side of things. And I said, what other way is there? There's another way, but it just For doesn't me. it just doesn't lead to and probably Janet, you've realized this early in the piece. It doesn't lead to a nice place. It leads often to bitterness. It leads to consistently being angry. It leads to looking at the negative side of life. And this is why I need people to truly ferret out in this conversation. Your predisposition to how you feel the world operates, the world and the universe will show you examples of that truth. So if you believe in your heart of hearts that the world is not a nice place. The universe will jump on the side of knowing that you're saying and what you're doing is true for you. So it will continually show you examples of that truth as a tangible reality. If you're the kind of person that says, no, Barry, I think the world is quite friendly. And here are the examples of why I think that way. And you might mention marriages getting back together. You might have mentioned people beating cancer. You might talk about the refugees that are being taken in by neighboring countries in the Ukraine, people taking in total strangers, kids, five-year-olds, four-year-olds, three-year-olds that have been taken in by families that don't know them and that are starting schools in different countries with different infrastructures and often a different language. This is also happening. The human heart is beautiful. You've just got to know that there are scenarios that are taking place out of your field of view that you need to balance the equation on. Balance. Balance the equation. I had this thought about the 
word reset or rebalance, and I settled on rebalance. This was just yesterday. Wow. Because to wow. the point that you're making, what we are seeing visually mm. on different street corners are homeless people who are begging for food, for shelter, for money, and things of the nature. That is really happening. So it's mm. not mm. as if we are not seeing that. I'm visually taking that in, but to your point, the other side of that equation are the things that you talked about. And we have to remember those kind of things are happening. The question that I have for myself, is there a way to have impact? And how do I go about doing that? Yeah, it's a really good question. The way I look at it, it's I've got this little belief that I have, which is to control the controllables. I know it's an odd thing to to consider, but it's the most critical thing you've got to embrace. If something is within your sphere of control, so let's say, for example, you see those homeless people on the street and you feel that it is within your power to go to one. And this happened to me about two years ago and it got mentioned in the Oprah magazine of all places. I'll tell you the story. But if you feel like something is within your sphere of control, you've got a duty to control it. Control it as much as you can, right? If you look at some parts of the world or some parts of reality that you feel are out of that sphere of control, then you've got to let that go because you are spending and using your energy into something that you can have almost no impact in and you're taking away from the part of your life that you can have impact in. What I'm saying is if you've got green lights, go forward, but don't sit at the red light and start whining about why it's red. Like you've got green lights left and right. Make sure that those green lights are the cars moving forward. Most people, I think they get so offended at the red light. They get so tumultuous inside of themselves that they sit at that red light for decades and they don't see green anymore because their field of view is red. And it takes podcasts like this. It takes inspirational shows. It takes great books. It takes mentors and leaders in the world that can say to people, no, you don't understand. You've got green lights everywhere. You just have to take the leap of faith and go with those green lights. And that's what we do. We help people see that there are green lights as opposed to the red one. And often when you go down the green light road, you circumvene the red. Like the red doesn't end up mattering anymore. It ends up being something that was important yesterday, but wasn't important today. As we kind of wrap things up a bit within the 11 master secrets of all the different chapters one of the chapters talked about the relationships that you have in your life we talked a little bit about toxicity with Mm. people that you're engaged with your friends sometimes your families and how important it is to determine or discern whether Mm. or not you are receiving the energy that you need from this person or these people and i remember on one of the interviews you had on YouTube, you talked about a friend that you had for quite a while, for decades. And you realized that there was a difference in the paths that you were pursuing and even in the mindsets and how you approached life. You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, thank you so much for watching the interview. It was It's great to hear that people are interested in people in that respect as well. Yeah, I come from um, a Greek descent, so background. And just to give you an understanding of where the mindset comes from. And in a lot of Greeks, there's a codependency on family. Like we run our decisions past everyone. And in one way, we would say it's love-based because we value opinions and we value the people that love us most to give us a bit of a direction of where we're going. In another sense, it ends up becoming very stifling because you end up not being true to your own calling, which God put on this earth in the form of you. So then it's almost like you're asking permission. And I took offense to that. I said, I value 
value, especially mom and dad. I love them so much, but I got to a situation where I took their love and the value and the opportunities that they offered me. But when it came to stifling a direction, then that translated into a form of toxicity for me. And then what that did, if I was like that with my nearest and dearest and just evaluated where people's mindsets were coming from, I looked at it from my friendship circles as well, because you end up understanding as you're going forward on your path, the right people exit your life and the right people enter your life. So you are consistently matching energy signatures. Like you will be consistently, Janet, you will have new friendships that form this year, next year, the next year, the following year. And as a natural consequence, some older relationships that you don't mind keeping around, but they just won't feel as exciting and as enthusiastic and having these old conversations over and over again. And what I was finding was that I was having these old conversations and it stopped me from having the conversations that I wanted to have. So I've just made a definitive call inside myself. And what's happened, especially with this friend that you're alluding to here, I just felt a mismatch of energy. And there wasn't anything that was said. There wasn't anything that was done that separated us. I just started to make space for other things to take place. Because if you think about it, if you're a chess player, if all your pieces on your chessboard are filled, then there's nowhere for you to move because all your squares on your chessboard are filled up. Until you start taking some pieces off your board and free a few squares up on your board, then the right people and the right situations that are aligned with your path enter that chessboard. And all of a sudden you fill it up with, let's say four new pieces come on board. You fill it up with four new pieces that are aligned with where you're going. All of a sudden, the flavor of your board changes because it ends up being more of a direct line of value to who you're becoming. And eventually what tends to happen is you become a little bit more discerning on wanting to take a few other pieces off and fill those pieces on with people and scenarios and podcasts that align with who you are. And all of a sudden, you become a truer version of you as life goes on. Now, some people might take offense to that. That's okay. I'm not here here to stop people taking offense. What I am here to do is to live a truth-based existence based on who I am. And by a natural byproduct, I'm bound to offend someone's sensibilities. And I used to take offense to that. Now I don't argue anymore. I just say namaste and I wish you all the very, very best that life has to offer. I'm going in this direction. And you start to be more decisive on what that world looks like and who you want inside it. And you end up being a lot more true to you. It took a lot of years for me to get down that road because I'm a nice guy and I just want to keep nice people around me and keep pleasant conversations going all the time. And now I'm becoming more, the answers are within and I don't necessarily need validation from family. I don't need acceptance from friends. It's nice to have those things, but it doesn't derail me, Janet, moving forward. And yeah, sometimes it's a lonely path. Absolutely. But it's a path for me. It's a path of no regret because I'm not going to catch up with a friend if it means me not writing the next chapter of my book. Understood. Yeah. So for me, it ends up being quite a personal energy that I've learned. And toxic is a harsh word, but it's a word that for me describes what I can cut out. It means that I can refocus that energy on good and helping that homeless man or writing the next chapter of my book or getting up at 5am when all my friends right now are sleeping, getting up at 5am and inspiring like it is something that fuels me. And why would you not do that? And 
I'm teaching self-reliance. So I hope that everyone takes a piece of that and just does what is right for them and then impacts the world in their own beautiful, unique way and not hide any of themselves because they're trying to keep family or friends happy. I, I feel that on this path, the right people will join you and they say, Barry, I'm actually doing that as well. This feels weird, but I feel like I'm being true to me. What do I do here? And if it feels true to you, you're doing the right thing. You're fueling yourself, which allows you to make greater impact. So yeah, it's become a whirlwind process, Janet. It's something that I've learned to, it's going to sound horrible, but in some ways be a little bit selfish to make sure that you become selfless. Fuel yourself, be able to fuel. You can't give away what you don't have. You can't give kindness away if you're not kind to yourself. You can't give love away if you're not loving yourself. How can you do that? People try. It's short-lived. It's temporary success you'll have. But if you come from a place of compassion, gratitude, and love for self, then you have it to give to the world, fueling the world based on who you are, not who you want to be, because it's who you are. So it's inner directed, so it can become outer directed. It's mm. beautiful what you just shared, and I greatly appreciate you sharing that for our listeners to You're welcome. Uh, actually to help them to understand and get to know you. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's gorgeous to share this space because uh, it means that it's a lot of good going into the world. You need to rely on yourself. You need to have God as your rock. But if it comes to other people sharing or pushing their values on you and those sensibilities don't align with who you are, I think you've got to make a decision. It's good. And you're doing, Janet, you are living a truth-based calling on what you feel aligned to do. Imagine if the whole world did that. Imagine if people weren't necessarily stuck in opinion or fear or doubt or what other people think they should or shouldn't be doing. Imagine if everyone listened to that and then acted on that truth. Imagine the world we could be living in, almost a world that failure and fear would be words that wouldn't really have impact. They wouldn't derail you from having the action steps put in place. So I look at it and I'm thinking, well done on your courage and your bravery and making sure that you listen to who you are because yeah, it's incredible. Like we need more Janets out there. We need more Barry's out there. We need people to listen to who they are. And this is the thing. It's not enough to just think about what you want to do. Like I keep saying to people and podcasts that I'm on now and what people are actually saying, Barry, give me some last words, something that you want to leave the audience with. And it always comes down to one thing for me is can you identify the next right move in the direction of your inspiration? Can you do that? Can you take the fuel that you've just been given from this podcast or from the book you've just read or from the family member that loves you, that supports you? Can you take that fuel and put it into an action step? And what would that look like for you? Would it mean a phone call? Would it mean starting your own podcast? Would it mean applying for that job? Would it mean starting a business? What does that look like for you? And then making those next steps. That's the key. And when you're fueled like you are now when you're pumped and when you're yes this is possible you know I can really do this I've listened to Janet and she's so inspirational and she's so on point and she makes so much sense like she's there and she's helping like I feel like that's a yearning for me as well maybe I can hop on a zoom with her and maybe that's the next right move and all of a sudden the mindset starts to consider amazing possibilities and then all of a sudden you make that move you start your podcast and all of a sudden you're looking for a guest all of a sudden this person comes up and you think oh that's weird that's aligned and and this is what happens when you are on your path and when you are on purpose. The green lights happen so often and so quickly because you're going with the flow of the life that was intended for you to live. You're not fighting the current anymore.
anymore. You're not paddling upstream. You're actually flowing with it and you're open to the surprises that come up along the way as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I certainly have enjoyed this conversation, Barry. I hope Thank you, Janet. this is not the last time we visit. <laughs> No, it is not going to be the last time. It is beautiful. And I feel so blessed that you've even given me the opportunity to speak here with you today. It's lovely. It's definitely my pleasure. Thank you again. Greatly appreciate this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.